Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast called My Comfort Show, Gilmore Girls Tea and Inspired Recipes, where every episode I'll talk about the TV show Gilmore Girls and cook recipes that were inspired by the episode. My name is Mia and this is our 11th episode together and I hope you're all having a good start to October. I hope you've been doing well since the last time I posted an episode. Um, I was just thinking about how the title of my podcast is Gilmore Girls Tea and Inspired Recipes and I haven't been talking about tea so much but I mostly post stuff about tea on my Instagram, which is at my comfort show if you're interested in following. But I have pumpkin spice tea, and I recently put a video about how to make an iced vanilla almond chai, which was really delicious. If you want to see that, it's it's really easy to do. Um, and I also... Uh, This isn't tea, but just in terms of other things that I post on there, I post all of my recipes of the week and um, and also just additional recipes as well that aren't related to Gilmore Girls at all. Like I recently put a recipe for banana oat pancakes, which are also very, very easy to do, very few ingredients, but really delicious if you're interested in trying those out as well. But otherwise, I have mostly just been trying to spend my October reading scary books, watching scary movies, and um, having pumpkin-flavored things. I just got a few more cans of pumpkin puree, and I'm going to try to make something with those again, um, because I'm just really loving, (laughs) loving it so far. Why don't we just jump right into the Gilmore Girls related stuff for the episode. So of course today we're going to be talking about season 1 episode 11 which is titled Paris is Burning and it aired on January 11, 2001. So we skip New Year's, we're going right back into just the drama in the characters' lives and for the recipe of the week this week, I decided to do something very simple, nothing too involved. Um, I guess I wanted to mix it up a little bit where I don't want to bake something every time because um, baking is on the more difficult side of things that you can cook. And so I decided to just saute some zucchini slices kind of like as a side dish if you were making a dinner or something and I chose zucchini because of the scene where Jackson and Suki are discussing how Suki um, really wanted squash for I guess some dish that she really wanted to make and Jackson who is her ingredient supplier basically he said that they didn't have any squash, so he had zucchini instead, and he was telling her, like, just use the zucchini, it's fine, and the zucchini were shaped in a really interesting shape. Um, They look kind of like little pumpkins, which was so cute, but 
I couldn't find any zucchinis like that, so I just used a regular one. But um, it was really easy to do, and, you know, it's really healthy and delicious. So I filmed that, and I haven't posted it on Instagram yet. I haven't done the full recipe video on Instagram, but I'll try to post that either today or tomorrow. So you should be able to see it soon if you're interested in making it yourself. And as always, if you have your own recipes that were inspired by this episode and you want to share them, then you can always email me at mycomfortshow at gmail.com or um, share it with me on Instagram. And I would love to know how they, how your recipe turned out and what you were inspired by. So, um, yeah, that would be really, really cool. In terms of where we left off last time, so last episode, Lorelai's father, Richard, had a medical emergency. So the whole family and Luke as well, they met up at the hospital. And the whole episode pretty much took place at the hospital. Um, I have to say it wasn't the most fun or interesting episode for me but on the bright side we got to see Lorelai and Rory reconciling and make up regarding the fact that Lorelai was upset when Rory came home late from the dance and that was a long standing kind of tension between Lorelai and Rory that lasted for a few episodes by that point So it was nice to see that get resolved, but that was pretty much it in that episode. And um, today's episode, Paris is Burning, is, it's quite a bit different. Sorry, that was a notification I just got. Um, Yeah, this episode is quite different because we totally switch gears and focus on Lorelai and Max. Um... And of course, it's in the title, but we focus more on Paris a lot too, so we're getting to see a lot more about Paris's life, and basically her parents are getting divorced, and um, her dad is, I think, an executive at a pharmaceutical company, and so he's very wealthy, very well known, and this divorce between her parents is um, really heavily publicized in the newspapers, and because of that, everyone is talking about it at school, and um, and it seems like there's just a lot of bad blood between her parents, and so she seems to be kind of caught in the middle of it, and we... Basically, um, we watched that unfold on Parents' Day, which is the central event of this episode. Um, Basically, Parents' Day is when all the Chilton parents, they go and visit their, um, their child's classes and meet their teachers and just kind of observe the day and... Um, I know I distinctly remember having parents day in my high school and just feeling like it was really overwhelming with twice as many people in the school. And I remember my school was already pretty crowded, just like I couldn't walk down 
the hallway sometimes, like during lunch period, for instance, when everyone's at their lockers and it was just so crowded. And then having parents come and sit in the classroom or to walk around, it was just really intense and overwhelming. And so I think um, I really enjoyed how Parents' Day was used as this um, as this opportunity for all the drama of the episode to just come to a head, I guess. And yeah, so basically, um, we get a lot of Lorelai and Max's relationship in this episode. And just to kind of briefly summarize what's going on is that like overall things seem to be going really well between the two of them. We learn that they've been dating for two months at this point and we definitely can tell or at least I could tell just how much more comfortable they are with each other and they didn't seem to be as nervous anymore about whether things could work out like how we just the weirdness of Max being Rory's teacher and all of that it seems like that's kind of water under the bridge at this point so Things are going really well, but then um, Rory ends up getting a chance to speak with Max uh, one day when Rory's basically waiting for Lorelai to, well, both of them, both Rory and Max are waiting for Lorelai to get ready for um, their date, and that gives Rory an opportunity to talk to Max, and he says, you know, you don't have to call me Mr. Medina anymore. And you, like, we can, basically saying that we can be on a more casual basis. Like, when I'm here in your home to spend time with your mother, I'm not your teacher anymore. So don't call me Mr. Medina, basically. And that is a big turning point for not only how Rory fits into Lorelai and Max's just relationship, just the fact that she's around them all the time, um, but also it just, it it is a big turning point for Lorelai once she realizes how close Rory is becoming to Max, and Lorelai even uses the words, she's getting too attached to you, and I thought that was really interesting, just the way... Um, I guess just seeing how Lorelai really starts to panic and this is where everything really starts to go wrong because as soon as she realizes that Rory is getting more attached um, and, you know, Rory's saying, oh, let's invite him to do all these things with us, let's go ice skating with him and Lorelai just really... um, doesn't know how to handle that and she's afraid of maybe her relationship with Max if if they break up or something like that then that would hurt Rory because now she's also attached to him and so she ends up coming to the conclusion of well I should probably just break up with him ASAP because it just like break it off with him before either of us either Lorelai or Rory gets even more attached to him so and she ends up telling that to Suki as well and 
basically saying to Suki that I don't really know how I feel about him anymore. I mean, things are getting so complicated now that Rory is getting attached to him and she's really liking him now and he's becoming more involved in our lives and a bigger part of our lives, which all sound like pretty positive things, but she sees it as just an opportunity for Rory to get hurt. And Suki points out that Lorelai has done this before where pretty much right at the two-month mark she does this getaway dance and tries to plan her escape and so we get the sense that this is something that Lorelai has done before where she just breaks things off as soon as Rory gets um, gets more involved or likes the, um, likes her, um, likes Lorelai's boyfriend, um, and so I think she, I think Lorelai might also just be afraid of maybe something ruining her relationship with her daughter, Rory, and I think that relationship is so precious to her that she doesn't want to hurt it, and it's hard for her to bring in a third person into that world um but then of course i mean i think the moral of the story or the bottom line here is that yeah lorelei seems to be really scared of hurting rory but ultimately she's really scared of hurting herself um and we see that at parents day basically lorelei um finally decides to break it off with max and there at parents day she you know i think after max um or at that time he's mr medina but when he dismisses the class and rory just goes off to do her own thing and lorelei gets a chance to talk with him alone and she is basically explaining to him why she hasn't really been uh returning his calls she's been a lot more distant and Max suddenly realizes, oh my god, you're breaking up with me right now, and not only are you breaking up with me, but you're doing it really badly, and you can tell that she is just having a really difficult time doing this, um, and breaking up with him, because she does really like him, and he even, he even says, um, I'm so confused right now, because things were going really good at our last date, and he doesn't understand how she could just turn on a dime like that. And she explains that she didn't realize how much we could hurt Rory. And that's when he says, don't you mean how much we could hurt Lorelai? So he kind of gets what's going on. And I don't think she has really come to that realization yet. But they kind of break up I guess it's a little bit unclear in that scene in the classroom but they kind of do um break up but they do also end up kissing one last time and they kiss for just long enough um so that Paris can just walk by the door and catch a glimpse of them through the window in the door and Paris um because the whole school has pretty much 
been gossiping about Paris and her family and her parents' divorce up until now. Paris takes this as an opportunity to spread this gossip and um, in the hopes of getting everyone to talk about something other than herself or her family. And so she immediately goes to the cafeteria and whispers it to everyone. And she goes up to Rory and she says, she goes up to Rory and, sa- and, and Rory says something like, what's going on? What are you doing? Because Rory gets a feeling that everyone's kind of gossiping around her and she doesn't know exactly what. And Paris says, your mom, Mr. Medina, mouths open, I saw them. <laughs> so she put it very bluntly, but Rory just really gets um, panicking, starts to panic because she knew that her mom was going to go into that classroom and probably break things off with him because Rory had gotten that sense from Lorelai earlier. And now she's partly confused because she even goes after her mom and, and says, like, why why did you kiss him if you were breaking up with him? And if you like him so much, then why did you break up with him in the first place? And she's just so confused. And Lorelai explains it's because it's affecting you. She noticed that her relationship with Max has been affecting Rory and Rory seems to be getting attached to him and she really just wants to protect Rory and the relationship she has with Rory. And she talks about the rules, um, which I guess some of the rules are things like um, like Rory can't open the door if Lorelai's boyfriend is ringing the doorbell or I think Lorelai even can't even bring a guy into their home, um, which <laughs> she broke both of those rules in this episode, um, which is just further proof as to why these rules are outdated and maybe they were meant for Rory, um, like when she was a child or something like that. And now that Rory's a lot older and more mature and she can handle these things, um, she, Rory especially, she says it to her mom in the scene. She says, I don't understand why you're still going by these rules because they were put in place when I was a kid and um, she's not a kid anymore. And so, it yeah, it definitely made me feel like these rules in the first place, they were just really, I guess kind of outrageous I don't like I understand where she's coming from and why Lorelai um thinks that these rules would protect or at the very least separate Lorelai's family life from her romantic life but at the same time they're just too strict and at some point you're gonna have to break those rules so that you can actually let Rory into Max's life or let Max into your life fully and just become more part of their family um, or at least get to know her family a little more. So it's tough and I, I think it is time for those rules to change or just get thrown away. And 
yeah and so what else happened i think um yeah two more things i wanted to mention was that emily meanwhile um we've gotten the sense that emily gilmore she is very involved in the school she knows the headmaster she knows a lot of people who work there and she reads the newsletter whereas lorelei does doesn't read the newsletter she never reads it never knows what's going on so by the time lorelei and rory go to emily's for dinner later that week Emily already knows all the gossip about Lorelai and Max kissing at school. And as we expect, Emily is just completely and extremely upset with Lorelai. And she thinks she should be ashamed, um, especially because all of this gossip, uh, it reflects poorly on Emily because the headmaster, as I said, knows her and everyone knows her. So she has a personal, um, like, she has a personal stake in this drama. (laughs) And also, Emily didn't know that Lorelai was dating Rory's teacher at the time. Um, I guess she just thought that Lorelai had just kissed Rory's teacher randomly. She goes, do you even know this man? How on earth did you justify it to yourself? And... And I feel like this is, you know, Emily is always critical of Lorelai and her relationships, um, like her romantic relationships, because I guess it all started with Christopher and how, um, like, Lorelai's relationship with Christopher and then getting pregnant, that just totally changed both Lorelai and Emily's lives so it can be kind of like, I can see how this kind of mistake with Max, or mistake, I mean, just the fact that she kissed him at school, I can see how this situation just makes Emily really nervous, and it reminds her of um, all the previous kind of um, problems that have happened involving guys and Lorelai um and their problems in Emily's eyes and their I I can see how Emily probably sees them as mistakes um that's kind of arguable I guess I'm sure Lorelai doesn't think of them as mistakes I mean even kissing Max at at school Lorelai defends herself she says I was I was dating him, he's a really good guy, I really like him, and I was actually going over there to break up with him. And Emily says, you always let your emotions get in the way. That's the problem with you, Lorelai, you don't think. (laughs) And I think she's right, it's, you know, Lorelai got really caught up with her emotions towards not wanting to hurt Rory, but also still really liking Max, and it's difficult to deal with for her, and so I guess, yeah, she didn't really think through maybe why she was feeling all this fear, and maybe the fact that um, she wanted to break up with Max, not not just because of 
wanting to protect Rory, but also because she wanted to protect herself. Like, I think that's pretty common, just people breaking up because they're too afraid to, like, open up or let themselves um, potentially get hurt, but also, like, by opening up, you could potentially feel really happy. So it's, it's like, it's a really difficult, um, I guess, moment in a relationship, and especially for Lorelai, because her daughter is part of it, and she has her daughter to worry about as well as herself. So then, let's see, then we go back to um, the scene at school, and I really like how Rory is just being really mature in this episode, and she actually stands up to Paris, and she basically says, like, Paris, you of all people should know how gossip can hurt others, and basically asking her, well, why did you turn around and spread this gossip, and you're basically doing the same thing to me, and you know how much it hurts, and Paris apologizes, and they do um, kind of make up. I mean, they were never really friends to begin with, but I think slowly over the course of these, um, the 11 episodes we've seen so far, they are building some kind of friendship, or at least not, not, they're not enemies, and, um, Rory does offer her friendship, or even just someone to talk to, and it's because she knows Paris is going through a rough time, and Paris, um, I really like the exchange between the two of them, how they're both kind of reluctant to actually jump into a friendship, but they also don't want to, um, totally become enemies, so it's, it's an interesting place where they're in right now. And Paris says, Hey, we're not friends. And Rory says, yeah, I know if you just want someone to talk, I'm here. Um, and then Paris says, maybe, but maybe I won't. And then Rory says, I'm not holding my breath. (laughs) And it's just that back and forth kind of thing. It's, it's really cute. And, and I love it. And they both definitely soften up a little, especially Paris. And yeah, I think just in general, I'm really proud of Rory. And she's proved that she's the most mature person in a lot of these situations. Just how she handled her mom and Max just being in a relationship and breaking up. And she even talked to her mom. like She immediately could sense that something was wrong or that her mom was going to break up with Max. And how, and she was able to talk to her mom and make her question whether that's really, um, what she wants, and question why she wants to break up with him if things are going so well, and, um, and so, and then on top of that, just handling the gossip at school, like, her own drama going on between her and Paris, and being able to confront Paris and say, that wasn't right, why did you do that to me, um, is just, like, I'm just so, so proud of her. I I definitely did not expect something like that, and um, it was a really, really good 
moment and good part of this episode and why I really enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then the final scene is just, uh, basically the conclusion of Lorelai and Max's relationship. Um, so I was saying earlier how I wasn't really sure if they had officially broken up in that classroom scene, but here we see a final scene between the two of them in, actually, they're in the cafe where they had their first date in Hartford, and Lorelai actually opens up to him a lot more, and you can tell that she's really come to terms with her feelings, and she understands why she was acting the way she was acting, and she said um, that yeah, that she panicked and she was really sorry for treating him that way. It was really just more about how um, she didn't want to hurt Rory. And then he actually explains, and this is where I, it, this actually made me pretty shocked, but also I feel like this is where um it feels like the most realistic way of handling this situation where Max says that he was basically given a warning from the headmaster for being extremely unprofessional and he honestly seems really defeated and he doesn't know how to move forward and um, I'm surprised that they didn't just fire him immediately but just the fact that he was given some kind of warning um, where the Basically, if anything like this happens again, he would definitely be fired. Um, but I like how the show is um, showing you how what they did was very unprofessional and there are repercussions for that. And um, this kind of relationship between a teacher and a parent of the student is just really complicated and messy. And... Max ends up suggesting that they just take some time away from each other and um, Lorelai agrees and it is really bittersweet because we know just how much they really like each other and they even say that to each other as one of the last things just confirming that they still really like each other and I guess the cause of their breakup is something a lot bigger than the both of them and um, it's just a really difficult situation that they're in. So, um, and then the very last scene is just uh, Lorelai crying in bed about the breakup, and um, no words are spoken, but Rory immediately knows what's going on, and she just hugs her, and it's just the sweetest thing. And yeah, I just, I love how they didn't say anything and Rory just immediately knew what happened and I like how Rory didn't have any more anger at that point because I feel like if she I guess if Lorelai hadn't kissed Max in the classroom and if Paris hadn't seen it then maybe Lorelai and Max would still be together because they would have avoided all this drama but also at the same time I guess just the nature of 
Max being Rory's teacher just makes it really hard and maybe this kind of thing was bound to come to an end but um, I like how Rory was just there for her mom and um, it was a really sweet moment so yeah that was pretty much the end I mean that was the end of the episode I didn't cover everything but um, in my segments in the second half of this episode I will touch on some other pieces of the episode So let's take a really quick break right now and we'll get into the memorable moments and fun facts. All right, so for memorable moments, this is where I have a list of categories and and as I watch the episode, I kind of figure out what... uh, what moments of the episode fit into each category and basically what were the highlights for me. So to start off, we have funniest moment slash funniest quote. For me, it was Suki saying to Jackson, you want to serve my customers a genetically engineered vegetable that's named after a butt? <laughs> so he, he um, Jackson gave her zucchinis and he called them zucchini tush because i guess it's it was shaped uh kind of round i mean you know zucchinis are usually long and like cucumber shaped but (laughs) but um he gave her this genetically engineered like different shaped zucchini and suki was just so frustrated with him and i love I really love every scene Suki is in. I wish we saw more of her, honestly. But um, another moment I loved in this episode, it wasn't funniest moment, but just speaking about Suki and, and on that same topic, I'm really happy that she asked Jackson out to dinner just because there was a moment when Lorelai... Um, kind of snapped at her and said, you know, why are you giving me lectures about relationships when you haven't been in a relationship yourself in years? And you could just tell how much that hurt Suki. And I really appreciated how she, even though she was hurt in that moment, she spun it into something positive where she looked at her life and thought, no, I really like Jackson and I'm just going to ask him out to dinner because why not? I mean, Yeah, and she just went for it, and he said yes, so I'm excited to see where that goes. My favorite musical moment. Um, There weren't too many musical moments this episode, but still speaking about Suki, there was um, the scene where she's singing different songs to Lorelai to make her feel better, and, um, and I thought that was really sweet. Most nostalgic moment, I would say for me, it's just all the talk about ice skating, um, where Lorelai had this pair of ice skates, and she planned to go ice skating with Rory, and it just made me realize that I haven't been ice skating in forever, but it is so much fun, so I guess it's more of a nostalgic moment just for me personally, because thinking about ice skating, I just remember a lot of fun times from when I was a kid and how much I would love to do that again. Most relatable moment? Um, I guess I, 
there was a bit of talk about reading Proust, which I have always wanted to read Proust. And similarly to Lorelei, I have tried and I got through a few chapters, a few pages, and I really liked it, but you definitely have to be in a certain state of mind, I guess, to have the patience to really sit down and enjoy it. Um, But from what I know about Proust, I really just am really, really interested in reading his stories. So um, yeah, I would say that was most relatable for me best advice for me was I think just the moment when Suki was telling Lorelai about her getaway dance and I guess just in general how you I mean I personally don't really know that Suki's advice really applies to me personally but I just liked that scene of watching Suki give the advice to Lorelai and to see how well Suki knows Lorelai and how she can just pinpoint the exact timeline of her relationships and how this is when Lorelai will run away and telling her, you know, you really shouldn't run away if you think that he's a really good guy. So I like that scene. Favorite quote. I have so many favorite quotes. Um, My top two are both from Emily Gilmore. I'm going to do my best impression of her. All right. She goes, kissing a teacher in a classroom on Parents' Day. (laughs) And Lorelai says, well, they wanted wanted us to get more involved with the school. (laughs) And then another quote that I really liked was, Emily saying, I, as you have insinuated, have no life. (laughs) I think that was when um, Lorelai was explaining why she um, either couldn't go to Parents' Day or why she didn't have time to read the newsletters. And so I guess Emily took that as her way of saying, well, if Emily has time to read the newsletters and time to care about Rory's school, then Emily must have no life. (laughs) And the way she just totally snapped back. I loved it. Most comforting scene is my final category. And I think, I mean, I have to give it to the last scene, which um, which I was just talking about, where Lorelai is just crying in bed over her breakup and Rory just gives her a hug. And that was very comforting and also um, there was a similar scene earlier in the episode when Lorelai came home from her date with Max and Rory says you look really happy and they just have this moment where it's basically Rory just approving of their relationship I guess and and just further confirming that it's not weird for her anymore to see her mom just dating her teacher basically like as long as Lorelai is genuinely happy that's all that Rory cares about and I thought that was really sweet and just very comforting to see how Rory has just grown since the early days of Lorelai and Max's relationship and it's just 
yeah, it's no longer weird for her. She's just happy for her mom. Yeah. So let's move on to fun facts. Um, since this episode is heavily involved in Paris, Paris's life, and also her family life, um, it and you know it really gave us a glimpse into why Paris is the way she is. And so, um, I would have to say this episode made me a lot more interested in Paris as a character, and I would be very excited to see more of her and just her getting to know Rory more, but also just her background. So I decided to put together some fun facts about Paris just as a character, um, how she was created, and just more behind-the-scenes stuff just in honor of this episode. So Liza Weil, who is the actress who plays Paris on the show, she actually originally auditioned for the part of Rory, but Um, Although the show's creators thought she wasn't quite right for the part of Rory, they still liked her so much that they actually wrote an entirely new character for her, and that is how the character of Paris was created. I think that's pretty cool to know that um, I'm sure a lot of people who don't get the part that they auditioned for, that can be really, um, really upsetting and disappointing, but... Um, I really like how, even though she didn't get the part that she went for, um, the show or the creators, they created this opportunity for her and a new character that's fit specifically for her. And I think that is so cool. And even then, actually, um, with this new character of Paris, she wasn't originally supposed to be a series regular. So Paris was written to be a character who had only a three-episode guest arc whose sole purpose was basically to serve as a kind of foil for Rory um, as Rory adjusts to her new life at Chilton and its high-pressure environment. So she was just supposed to be like the really smart girl at Chilton who would compete with Rory for different things. But... Paris was eventually given more expanded storylines, as we're seeing, and she became a series regular. And as I was saying earlier, in this episode, we see a lot more clues for the start of a possible friendship between Rory and Paris. And um, from what I already know about the series, I will say full disclosure, I know that Rory and Paris will become really close friends. So um, at this point, it's not really like a will they, won't they become friends kind of thing. I know they will, but I'm really just enjoying seeing how they get to that point of becoming closer friends. And um, there's a really interesting article from The Atlantic, which I'll link in my podcast description, about how more TV shows should explore and portray friendships like the one between Rory and Paris because this particular friendship between them um, or at least in this series it features um, a really complex lasting female friendship between them and um, it doesn't get overshadowed by guys or side characters and side plots so of course it's too soon for me to really comment on that because I haven't really seen that yet. But 
I really like that idea that you can have two female friends in a TV series who, um, like, their friendship is not overshadowed by other things. Um, or, um, for example, like, this particular article it contrasted uh, the Rory Paris friendship with other female friendships in other teen dramas or other shows. I wouldn't call Gilmore Girls a teen drama, but other teen shows like One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek, which were also coming out at around the same time. And they rarely portrayed female characters in their lives outside of relationships with guys, which um, I personally have never seen One Tree Hill or Dawson's Creek, but um, it really made me realize just how, I guess, revolutionary it was for Gilmore Girls to show a female friendship like that. And so, um, it makes me really excited to see more of that. Yeah. So I was able to compile a lot more fun facts for this week, but after thinking about it some more, I think I really just wanted to focus on the Paris-related fun facts and keep some of the other fun facts um, for more relevant episodes. Um, but I promise you there are a lot more to come and a lot of really interesting things that I discovered. So I hope you're enjoying these two segments, both the memorable moments and the fun facts. So um, I just to close it off, I would love to tell you the title of next week's episode which or I guess not it won't be next week I, I think I'm going to do these every two weeks so next time we talk it will be about episode 12 which is titled double date so I'm really excited to talk about that one and I hope you have a great two weeks until the next time we talk Bye, you guys. Thank you so much.